Hi, this is Pastor Jim. Thanks for joining us for this week's message from Riverside Church. I believe you will be inspired and blessed by the Word of God. We'd love to welcome you to one of our services next time you're in the Brisbane area. If you'd like to know more about us, go online at www.riversidecc.org.au or like us on Facebook to hear about up-and-coming events. I hope you enjoy the message. God bless you. I don't do this very often, but I'm going to ask you to do this now in order to honour God, the work of God in the life of Margaret. Would you stand and would you welcome Margaret this morning and really mean it. Thank you, Pastor Jim. Wow. What a build-up. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Wow, are we on? We are. <laughs> Good morning and God bless you. Good to be with you, church, here and online. Wow, getting very famous here. <laughs> well, it's so, so good to be with you and especially to be able to say thank you for your partnership because without you, you know, everybody has a part in ministry and everybody has a part in the ministry of Centre for Change and you have a part and we say thank you, thank you, thank you for your help. It's been about four years since I've uh, been here, so it's good to pop up every now and then because sometimes it's out of sight, out of mind, but I'm, not sh I'm sure it's not the case here at Riverside. But just to update, uh, maybe new people in the place, we have a little video to show you a little bit about Centre for Change. So thank you very much. Hello from Centre for Change. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised, and we're here to share something of the goodness of God, remembering God's goodness over many long years. Some of you have walked the journey with us for a long time. Others of you don't Look at our gorgeous kids. From small beginnings, reaching out on the street with a Food for Life and Gospel Outreach program, we quickly realized we needed a place away from the street, and God provided a beautiful rented home by the beach. We even had a rent-free second beach house in Barongan Eastern Summer, which served to help the runaway youth become more settled. And by the end of 2004, God had already provided our own beautiful land in Barawan Leyte. Soon, the alternative family care residences and other buildings were built under the supervision of Sogula Chan, who is now our secretary treasurer of our board. And Pastor Jerry Alkazan is now our president and our founding vice president. God has always provided a wonderful staff. Today we have 24 staff caring for needy children and youth. At Center for Change, children enjoy play, learn life skills like cooking, caring for the house and gardening. Birthdays are celebrated and there are lots of fun. graduation, our students are enrolled in a high school where our staff teach moral values. Others proceed to college, and five of our former youth are now on our staff. 500 plus children have at one time called Center for Change home, and many have been restored to family. 
Christian school, evening devotions, kids club, <laughs> church, and even kids camps and youth camps. The only way to see a life change is when he or she comes to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Currently, we have 79 children and youth who are in care, including 15 independent youth. We also continue to operate a child sponsorship program and have seen 67 graduate college who are employed in a variety of professions. In 2013, we built or repaired over 150 similar homes, all of which are still standing. We ourselves were so blessed at the renovations of our own facilities after that terrible super typhoon Yolanda, also known as Haiyan. We were additionally blessed with the Ark, which is our evacuation center. It not only provides safety to our community during typhoons, but is a wonderful venue for the varied activities at Center for Change. We give thanks to the Lord for his great faithfulness for our many volunteers over the years and all who have supported this ministry by prayer and finances. Together, we are making a difference in their lives. We are thankful to Global Development Group who have accepted Center for Change as one of their projects by which they issue tax-deductible receipts to those who so willingly give. God bless you, each one, for your faithfulness in supporting the ministry of Lady Sama Center for Change Foundation here in the Philippines. Thank you. Oh, we're having it again, just in case you missed it the first time. <laughs> so God is so good. I was looking at the photos. I said, oh, we didn't have a Riverside picture. So maybe you'll have a team coming and we'll have a, a photo of you next time. But God is so good. Uh, it's, it's been an exciting journey and uh, it's exciting when you're walking with the Lord, isn't it? And uh, we now have seven of our former youth who are on our staff. A nurse, social worker, teachers, uh, ground staff, house parents. Wow. And we have an eighth that's a volunteer. And uh, she's just finished her moral values, education, sat her board exam. And on August 30, the Filipinos, she's standing for the SP presidency in our barangay. And that will mean that if she will be elected, she will be the youth leader in that area and have influence over the youth. Uh, so it is a, a, um, a position in the government. And uh, she didn't really want to accept it because there's a lot of corruption in government. But um, by God's grace, should she be elected this October 30, a couple, very soon, then um, we believe God will use her. God is good, and it's good to be with you, and it's good to be able to share something from the Word of God. Let us pray together. Thank you, mighty God. Heavenly Father, we honor you, we praise you, we glorify you. There is no one like you. Lord, it's good to be with your people. It's good to worship you, share communion together, remember who you are and uh, proclaim your goodness. 
and we thank you that we can turn to your word and we do believe you have something for every one of us. You know us by name. You know where we stand. We know everything. You know everything about us, everything we're going through. But Lord, we thank you. You help us and you give us a word in season. Grant that this will be a word in season in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, the title of the message is from the very words of Jesus in Luke chapter 12, verse 48, if we have the PowerPoint happening, and it is, to whom much is given, much is required. To whom much is given, much is required. Oh, you've got it there. And you can see our beautiful kids and the beautiful facilities. We at Center for Change know we have been given much. And to whom much is given, much is required. And one day we will have to stand before the Lord and give an account for everything that he has entrusted into our hands. And the greatest thing that he has given us is the lives of these children. And one day we are very aware we will give account before him to whom much is given, much is required. But for every one of us, we have been given much. Do you know you have been given so much? We've been given much. If you know Jesus, that next photo, if you know Jesus as your saviour, there's Marlo, you're having trouble putting it through? There's, oh, there you have it. There's Marlo getting baptised. How many of you remember getting baptised? What a day that was when we said, yes, we're going to follow Jesus through the waters of baptism and we're going to live for him. To whom much is given, much is required. We've been given love. We've been given forgiveness, grace, mercy, new life. We have the Holy Spirit to live, to lead us and to guide us. To whom much is given... Much is required. We will give account to the Lord on that final day. May we never forget. I love the words of the psalmist in Psalm 116, verses 12 and 13. He asks, what shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? Now, of course, we could never repay God for all he's done and he doesn't want us to, but there must be that attitude of thankfulness and to know him is to love him and to love him is to serve him and we're saying, Lord, what can I do? You've done so much in my life. I want to respond to you. I want, I want my life to count for you. What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits toward me? I will take the cup of salvation, and call upon the name of the Lord. Have you done that? Have you called on Jesus as your Lord, as your Savior? Have you known his transforming work in your life? You know, so many people, they hear the good news of Jesus, but they just walk a borderline between the, following the Lord and following the world. But how can we repay the goodness of God in sending his Son? We can take the cup of salvation. We can receive Jesus as our Lord, as our Savior. Let's not dilly-dally about what we're doing with this glorious opportunity to know forgiveness and new life. 
I will take the cup of salvation. I will call upon the name of the Lord. And you know, this scripture can also be um, translated, I will take and lift up the cup of salvation. And we have a responsibility, not only to take for ourselves, because we can draw with joy, you know, the, from the waters of salvation within us. But what about the people around about us? We have to lift up the cup of salvation. We have to lift up Jesus. We have to proclaim Jesus. People need the Lord. People need the Lord. And we have the answer. We've experienced the answer in Jesus. We must share Jesus with others so that they also can call on the name of the Lord and be saved. How wonderful to know Jesus as our Lord and our Savior. We've got to shine our light. And Luke 8.15 says, No one lights a lamp and hides it in a clay jar or puts it under a bed. Instead, they put it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light. You can see our young people going out. For the Filipinos here, the Filipinos... You know, early morning, five or six o'clock in the morning, somebody will come and they will start to serenade you. Wouldn't you love to be serenaded at five or six in the morning? Maybe not. But if you are Filipino, yes. Especially when you're coming and you're not asking anything, but you're giving. You're giving good news. You're singing songs of Jesus. You're sharing with them a message of salvation, a handwritten message for them, and pray for the family. You know what? God gives us creative ideas because sometimes we think, well, how can I reach out? How can I shine my light? What can I do? God can give you ideas on how to reach out so that you can shine your light. God is good. Let's look to and believe the Lord for new ways to reach out to the people around us. Because I know that God is calling all of us to be involved in his kingdom work. There's no one supposed to be sitting pretty in the church, warming the seat. We're all involved. Or we should be if we're in the family of God. In the family of God, we all have a role and responsibility, something to do in the kingdom. So Isaiah 6, 8. These are the words that Isaiah heard. Have we heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Is our response like Isaiah? Then, I, then said I, here am I, send me. I believe God calls every one of us. He's got things for us to do along our life's path. Every one of us who know Jesus. It's not just for some particular people that have any special anointing. Well, the anointing dwells within all of us, doesn't it? We have God within us. We're not like everybody else, but by the grace of God, we are who we are. God made us and he made us that we would be effective in his kingdom in some way. Let's trust the Lord. Let's 
be available. Here am I, Lord, if it's across the street or up the road. I'm available, whatever you would say. God is looking for faithful and wise servants. Yes, we're children of God, aren't we? We're children in his family. <clears throat> but as I said, we're not just sitting pretty. We have a part. We're a body. We work together. We have all something to do. And I want to be a faithful and wise servant. How about you? A faithful and wise servant of the Lord. He is, after all, God most high, isn't he? He's God most high. What a privilege that he would ask of any of us to do anything. It's a privilege to work hand in hand with our God, with our Savior, with the Holy Spirit leading us. Let's not draw back. Let's press in. In Mark 24, 45 to 47, we read, Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food at the proper time? It will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing so when he returns. Truly, I tell you, he will put him in charge of all his possessions. Wow. These are the words of Jesus. To be that faithful and wise servant that he can trust so much so that he will put you in charge of so much of all his possessions. Wow, wow, wow. Can we find a faithful and a wise servant. Well, if you read that passage, you know it's not going to work out so well for the one who's not faithful and wise. But we're not majoring on that. We're majoring on the other because we all want to be faithful and wise. Sometimes we just say, oh, that's to do with the pastors. No, we all lead in some way. We all influence in some way. And we are all responsible. And to whom much is given, much is required. Well, I happen to have found a faithful and wise servant in the Word of God. Wow. It's in Genesis 24. Genesis 24. It's the servant of Abraham. And Abraham saw in this man that he was faithful and wise, that he put him in charge of everything he had. Imagine, Abraham was a very rich man. He was the called of God. He had something good going for him. And he said, this man can take charge of everything. Wow, faithful and wise servant. I think that he was possibly a bond servant. You know, someone who had um, possibly grown up in the household of Abraham, learned so much from Father Abraham, that man of faith, learned from him. He learned responsibility. And he came to the point where he said, I love my master Abraham. I don't want to go out from his household. I want to stay close. Because um, we're told that bond servants, that they could go free. But they said, no, I love my master so much, I want to stay here. 
I want to be part of his household. And for us, are we bond servants of the Lord? We love him, we love him, we love him. We don't want to go out from the household of God. We want to stay close. And we want to prove faithful. And we want to learn wisdom so that he can entrust us with more in his household and more in his kingdom work. So, an interesting passage. You know, it's really something we tell the children's story often about, you know, finding a bride for um, Isaac. So, in Genesis 24-2, we read that, So Abraham said to the oldest servant of his house, who ruled over all that he had. So we see that he wasn't a novice. You know, sometimes we can put novices in positions of leadership too quick and they may fall like the devil fell through pride. Well, this man was seasoned. You know, when we get older, we don't have to think, oh, let the younger ones do it. God is looking for faithful and wise servants. And this servant was the oldest in the household. Don't write yourself off just yet. Make sure. Talk to the Lord and say, well, what's next? What have you got for me? The, the one thing that I notice is he was an unnamed servant. Unnamed servant. You know, some would say, oh, it's probably, could be Eliezer. You know, but Eliezer could have been dead. Because Abraham was a very old man. And this is the oldest servant. And I think it's quite wonderful that he's not named. Because, you know, all over the world, God has many unnamed servants. You don't know the names of all of our precious workers. They're there because they're serving the Lord. It's a ministry. And it doesn't really matter if nobody knows our name. It's important that God knows our name. Yes. So praise God for the unnamed servants. Maybe people here don't know what you're doing, even in the church. They don't see the behind work going on. Well, don't worry. God knows your name. He knows what you're doing. And after all, he's the boss. He's the one we're serving. He's our Lord. He's our master. It's actually about him. Amen? Amen. Okay. Well, let's see if we can see some attitudes that we might have that uh, this faithful and wise servant had. And we see there's an attitude of being trustworthy. Now, trust is learned. We learn. We learn to be trusted. Sometimes we fall when we start off, but it's not the end. We pick ourselves up, we get on going, and we learn to be trustworthy. Luke 16.10 says, Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And I'm using as our example one of our staff, who was one of our former kids, that's Judy Ann. Judy Ann, you know, she had some ups and downs along the way. Who doesn't? But I tell you what, she's a trustworthy servant of the Lord. 
when she was a child, she attended kids club. And then she became a kids club worker. And now she's in charge of all our kids club outreaches. It's the way it happens. It's the way it happens. We learn to be found trustworthy. In Matthew 10, 8, we read, Freely you have received, freely you should give. And when you think about it, many of us in church life, freely we have received much from the labours of others. And sometimes when the church is looking for someone to labour in a certain area, we don't say, well, I'm here to volunteer. And we forget that we've been recipients in the children's work, in the youth work, in all kinds of things in the church. Let's not forget. We're part of a body and God has something for all of us to do. Let's not forget the service of those who have poured into our lives. And when there's a need, let's not hold back but say, well, Lord, I'm available. Here I am. Use me. So he was also humble. We, we think that a, a faithful and wise servant, it's nice to see some humility. I call him humble because he does not pretend to understand the situation fully. He asks for clarification. And I have a picture at the back of our kids, you know, just putting up their hand. Because children, they ask for clarification. I don't understand this. I, I, um, I'm missing it. Help. And we can do that. You know, sometimes God gives us something to do and we really don't understand it. But we can ask questions. And this faithful and wise servant of Abraham, he asked questions. He was sent on a mission to find a wife. Wow, that's no easy mission. Who's found a wife here to find a good wife? For Isaac, because Isaac was the son of promise. Abraham had that promise from God that through him all nations would be blessed. Through his seed, through Isaac. I tell you what, he needed the right wife. I think Abraham probably was praying even from the beginning as a little baby for the right partner because it's very important. So imagine being sent to find the right wife for somebody else. Wow, that's quite a hard task. But he did, he did call his most faithful and wise servant and entrusted him with the task. And he asked questions. He said in verse 5, Perhaps the woman will not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I take your son back to the land from which she came? Huh. Abraham warns him. He says, Beware that you do not take my son back there. They were already in the promised land. We don't want to go backwards. We want to go forwards. Do not take Isaac back there. And then in verse 7 and repeated in verse 40, he says, But he said to me, so the servant says, Abraham said to me, 
the Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with you and prosper your way and you shall take a wife for my son from my family and my father's house. Wow, because Abraham was a man of faith. And he said, I, I know, God's going to send his angel ahead of you. Don't worry about it. You're going to find the right one. Well, we have the Holy Spirit with us, don't we? And in one sense, we're a part of gathering the bride for the Lord. He's coming for a bride without spot and blemish and he's still adding to the church. And we're commissioned to go and share the good news and invite, come, follow Jesus. Come, follow me. Let me take you to Jesus. Wow. So he had a few questions and he did get an out. In verse 8, Abraham said to him, And if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be released from this oath. <clears throat> and sometimes, you know, we labor in reaching out to people and we want them to come. We can see all the benefits. You know, it's so good when you know Jesus. And we mm, want to push them. And, oh, come on, you need Jesus. You know, we can't push and bully people into the kingdom as much as we would like to. But we can't. They have to have their own free will. Say, yes, I've decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. He's the best. There's no one to compare with him. I willingly give my life and I'll follow and be connected with him. Be one with him. So he did get an out. And we have an out. Because sometimes we get discouraged when we're reaching people and, and they just won't make that step. Well, it's not us. It's not our work. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. We do our part. And the Holy Spirit does his part. I don't know if any of us really understand all that God asks of us. The why, the where. Where will this lead? What will it accomplish? There's Archie. He's another of our teachers, one of our former kids. And uh, we just puzzle sometimes. Well, I kind of think God's saying this, but, you know, what good will that be? Well, we don't know all the answers, but we don't have to know all the answers. We don't have to know the end from the beginning. We just need to be obedient faithful servants of the Lord that say, if that's what you're asking, Lord, okay, I'll take the step. And I believe you'll show me the next step. That's the way it's happened for me. I've never understood what God has asked me to do. But I do want to be obedient and I don't want to miss it. And I want to say, yes, Lord, if this is what you're saying, I'll step out. I know um, in verse 27, I love this scripture, I being in the way the Lord led. That's been my story ever since I came to know Jesus at 16. I mean, he just directs you to talk to this person, to go here, to go there. You know, every part of our life's journey is exciting and wonderful. We never know the steps we take where it will lead. And 
I had been serving the Lord already 14 years in the Philippines, and I didn't understand what God had ahead. Not with these pesky street kids that were so annoying. <laughs> I said, Lord, why isn't somebody doing something? And then God challenged me, why aren't you doing something? Oh, Lord, I don't know what to do. Well, do what you know. Well, what do we know? Well, we know how to share the gospel and do children's programs, and we certainly can feed them. We'll start there. So we started there, moved to a hall, and then moved to a rented building when we got the idea that, oh, okay, we're supposed to take care of these kids, not on the streets, but far removed. And then look at the beautiful facilities that God has given us and the kids that have been able to come through and see their lives changed to the glory of God. It was not in my imagination when I said, okay, okay, we do what we know and you'll be surprised what God has for the next steps. And just remember that one sows and another reaps. Sometimes we look and we say, they have so much fruit what about us well if God is asking you to sow then sow I mean it's his kingdom work we sow we reach out and we don't know where we're gonna uh, find the fruit in it but we do what God tells us to do we all want to reap of course how exciting that is 1 Corinthians 3 7 says so then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Yes, he uses us, but he's the one who seals the deal, isn't he? He's the one. When, when the person is ready to come into the kingdom, he's the one by his spirit. He's the one who reveals to them their need. He's the one who reveals how good Jesus is. It's the work of the Holy Spirit. We just, you know... They're part of their journey in sharing, planting the seed. And yes, amen, it's great when we get to reap and see them in the kingdom. But let's be content. The Lord and Master knows what he's doing. We just want to be obedient. Amen? Be obedient. So this servant who had been entrusted with everything Abraham had, he gathered, according to verse 10, the servant took 10 of his master's camels and departed. Wow, 10, with all the precious jewels and all the precious things that he took to find a bride. And sometimes we say, but they have so many more resources than we have. What can we do? We don't have 10 loads of, you know, of camels bringing precious gifts. We're not as gifted as them. Sometimes we can compare and it's really, really wrong. We be content with who we are and what God has entrusted to us and we use what God has given us because we know very well the parables like the parables of the talents and we know the one who only had one talent and hid it in the ground. Mm -mm, he was not a good and faithful servant. And it didn't turn out good for him. We want to be faithful with whatever God gives us. Because remember, to whom much is given, 
much is required. You might say, I've only got a little bit. Well, isn't that good? Your accounting day will be a, a little bit shorter. <laughs> to whom much is given, much is required. Let's just be sure we use what God entrusts to us. So, if one talent, so there we have Esther. See, she, I can't speak. Well, God isn't calling you to speak. God is calling you to be a mother of young girls. And he's calling you to teach them how to cook and how to do things. You know, we all have a part and we're not all the same. So praise God, let us do our part without all the comparison. So I think this servant was humble and humble enough to say, ask questions and follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit or the angel who was leading him. Okay, we also see that he was prayerful. In uh, verse 12, listen to his prayer. O Lord God of my master Abraham, please give me success this day. We want success. But listen to the motive and show kindness to my master Abraham. It's not really about us. It's about the one we serve. Behold, here I stand by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Now let it be that the young woman to whom I say, please let down your pitcher that I may drink, and she says, drink, and I will also give your camels a drink. Let her be the one you have appointed for your servant Isaac. And by this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. He never forgot he was a servant, did he? It was all about the mission that he was given to do. What a beautiful attitude. So, Lord, help me in my prayer life because very often it's about me. It's really about him and what he has in mind. And, uh, you know, sometimes, I mean, he prayed a very bold prayer, didn't he? I mean, well, let the, the girl who comes and gives me a drink and says, I'll water the ten camels, then let her be the one. That's pretty bold, isn't it? I guess he learnt from Abraham, who was the father of the faith, how to pray good prayers but um, anyway sometimes we find God answers quickly sometimes he answers even before we ask and uh, you know I have um, Pastor Nigel and Marilyn Bell with me they drove me here and uh, on Tuesday we have Marge and Robert Waters coming they were former missionaries to Arnhem Land you know, when we, we move on, I've moved on, sorry. <laughs> when we, yes, when we were promoting and saying we're building these houses, these kids need a family atmosphere, alternative family care, etc. Then we started to share with our supporting churches. Well, Robert and Marge emailed me and they said, but what about the land? Do you have land? We haven't heard anything about land. Well, we didn't have land. And we hadn't thought 
too much. We were looking here and there. We didn't have the money for land. But you know what? All you ask, God answers. They actually said, well, God has put in our heart to give you this money for land. It was exactly the amount we paid for the land. Isn't that amazing? Ah, it's so good when God answers prayer, when you, you're in the middle of praying or, you know, it's an afterthought. But God has thought ahead and he answers your prayers. But sometimes we need to be patient and continue to do what God last told us to do because his timing is always right. Don't you know his timing is right? But sometimes it's hard to be patient. Psalm 27, 14 says, Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. Sometimes we get discouraged in the season of waiting, but be of good courage and he will strengthen your heart. So we don't give up. We keep on going. We don't get distracted. We keep focused and we keep in communion with him as the scripture tells us, pray always. So this wise and faithful servant was prayerful. God grant we will also be prayerful. He was also watchful. Verse 21, and the man wondering at her remained silent. This is Rebecca who brought the water. Remained silent so as to know whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. Now imagine, yes, it's one thing giving a visitor a cup of water. If you give a glass of water in my name, you'll be blessed, Jesus says. So, yes, she gave him water. But it's another thing to say, and I'll water the ten camels, and they can drink about 20 gallons each. Well, wouldn't you think, ladies, wouldn't you think, come on, guy, come and help me, because this is pretty slow work. I picture a water and get some more, but ten camels. But you, you see, this wise and faithful servant was watchful, because do you know what? So many people that we encounter, they're good at saying, yes, I'll do this. But how many of them actually do it? Or they start, but how many actually finish the task? So this servant, wise and faithful servant, he was just watching. What kind of woman is she really? Is she a woman of the word? Will she do it? Sometimes it pays to be watchful when we're in the service of the Lord because sometimes we're a bit gullible and we just, you know, go with the flow. And, uh, but it's good to be watchful and see that people really fulfill their commitments. God grant we will fulfill our commitments. When we've made a promise, when we've said, when our word is spoken, we'll do something. God help us. We will not back out, but we'll complete the mission we've signed up for. Amen? Amen. So there's something about being watchful. And even when Rebecca, you know, had said who she was and he was excited and worshipped and 
and uh, he was going to go to her house. And he went to the family and he recounted everything Abraham had told him. He recounted everything God had done. And they said, wow, this is God. What can we say about it? But you know, this wise and faithful servant wanted a commitment. He wanted a commitment. And he said in verse 49 to the family, Now if you will deal kindly and truly with my master, tell me. And if not, tell me that I may turn to the right hand or the left. Rebecca, of course, had said yes. They said, okay, we'll, we'll ask Rebecca. And Rebecca says yes. And the deal is settled. They want to say, just wait another 10 days. Oh, don't hold me up from my master's business. And Rebecca says, yes, I'll go. And so happy ending because this wise and faithful servant fulfilled his mission. He took Rebecca back. And Isaac loved Rebecca. Good match. But God used a faithful and wise servant. God loves everyone. And God knows those who are his and who are destined for his kingdom as part of the bride of Christ. Let us do our part in bringing others to our master. Amen? Amen. And of course, he was worshipful. You know, every step of the way, we should worship the Lord. In verse 26, the man bowed down his head and worshipped the Lord. When he discovered, oh, this is who Rebecca is, he worshipped the Lord unashamedly. And verse 27, he said, Blessed be the Lord God. Again in verse 52, he worshipped the Lord, bowing himself to the earth. And it's so easy to worship the Lord when everything's falling into line. And you say, yes, we've got it. This is all good, you know. Deal done. Wonderful. But sometimes it doesn't all happen so automatically. But God never changes. He's always worthy of our worship, always. Our worship goes beyond the circumstances. As Psalm 34 verse 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. A faithful and wise servant is a worshipful servant of the Lord. It's all part and parcel. We want to be faithful. We want to be wise. We want to have the characteristics that are pleasing in the sight of our master. So remember, to whom much is given, much is required. And every one of us are accountable for much because we have received much from the Lord. Maybe there's some specifics that God is asking you to step out and you haven't. What is God asking of you? Because God asks something of all of us. We're in his family. There's something for all of us to do. Question is, are you doing it? And if not now, 
when. To whom much is given, much is required. It'd be terrible to say, well, I was always going to do that. No, when God tells us to do something, we need to act by God's grace. Amen? We want to be those faithful and wise servants? Then let's use what God has given us. Because to whom much is given, much is required. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much. We believe in your word. We believe in the power of your word. We believe in the Holy Spirit. You know everyone here. I don't. But you know what you're saying to each individual person. Lord, you know the response you're looking from each one. And I pray, mighty God, you would have your way in every life. Because we know we've been given much. Lord, even those who don't know you yet as Lord, as Saviour, you've given every opportunity. We know Jesus is the answer. It's been told us time and time again. I pray, oh God, for the work of the Holy Spirit, Lord, that those who are just standing in the middle... Wanting the world, but wanting you, they will see how great and wonderful you are and they will say yes to you. Lord, have your way in every life we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thanks for listening today. I hope you subscribe to the podcast so you can be inspired weekly. God bless and have a great day.